You're listening to The Truest. I'm Jacob Smith. Two changes for this podcast. First one is uh, the intros aren't going to be so self-serious, which makes them easier to record. And the second thing is I am going to be choosing guests and not having guests choose the next guest. From everything I thought about and talk and talking to people seemed like the best choice. Um, Christina actually asked me, how, how will you know you have chosen the right guest? And I said, well, when it feels like the first podcast. And this one definitely did. I think um, this is a really enjoyable conversation with Elizabeth Peter. Um, and I was surprised at her answer and at how open and honest she was about herself. It was It's a very vulnerable um, podcast and one that I think you will enjoy. So without anything else, here's Elizabeth Peter. Elizabeth, what is the truest thing you know? This was one of the easiest questions to answer. Um, very gut reaction for me is the truest thing I know is to always tell the people that I love that I love them. So when you say it was easy, do you feel do you mean it came quickly or it was or it was obvious or both or both obvious and easy. Um actually very visceral Mm -hmm. um it was such a quick response such a i knew exactly what i was gonna say Mm -hmm. and then i thought about it and i was like wait a second is that a truism Mm -hmm. is that a is that a thing but it Mm -hmm. is it's such a thing to me because um one i do it without thinking about it but then i also do it because it means so much to me Mm -hmm. um yeah and i kind of came to know that um the way I realized that this was my truism was every time that I'm on a phone call with my siblings or with my boyfriend or with a really good friend, I always make sure that I say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And even like if you get a dropped call, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes somebody will just text you back and be like, ah, sorry, dropped mm-hmm. the call. Um, and then they'll text and be like, talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and my siblings, we always have to call each other back. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't leave the phone call at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always like super intense. Like mm-hmm. I love you. It's <laughs> just like, Hey, I love you. Like have a good day. Yeah. Um, so the, the people that you love obviously are sound, you've, you've, you said they're broadly defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're they're here or, or there. I mean, is this you mentioned the phone, but do you like do you end every text conversation with I love you or Ooh, that's a great question. Um a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. I feel like I always try and make sure that that person knows that they're loved. Yeah. Um it's probably because at some point in my life I felt like I didn't deserve it. Um and somehow that's kind of come into who I am and that I always want to make sure that people know that they are deserving of it. Um, well, you said, so it's inter- you used a slightly different phrase there. I want people to know that they're loved, mm-hmm. um, which is different than telling someone that you love them. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, cause I mean, that's a very like, you know, there's different ways that you there, as you get to know people in your life, there's different ways to like my, my wife's family's Italian. And so whenever, um, 
her dad offers me more food, I say I love you too. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he's saying. But he's not, I mean, not that he, he says, I mean, he's, it's not like he can't say I love you. He has. But that's what he's saying. No, that's how Italians do it. It's <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, but it sounds like you're saying something a little, a little bit different than that. Something very explicit. Or am I hearing you right? No, you are. It is a little bit different. To me, um, if I tell you that I love you, that's that's a lot of commitment for me mm-hmm. um, because that means I'm going to show up mm-hmm. um, if you need me when you need me mm-hmm. I will try my hardest to be there um, in any form that I can mm-hmm. um, in a way that's helpful for you mm-hmm. and so that is that is different than just like love ya on mm-hmm. you know passing by someone on the street or mm-hmm. a friend on Facebook right. um, like like I love you is that's commitment mm-hmm. to me as a promise it's a promise yeah and so that sounds like it's something that you don't, that you don't, you, you differentiate and you don't hand that, that, that I love you out easily. Um, so your, your family didn't necessarily, have they earned it or did they just get it or did they get it and then they earned it? Both. Um, grew up uh, with an Italian mother mm-hmm. who always told us that she loved us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my mom wore her emotions on her sleeve mm-hmm. and uh, it was constant. Sometimes it was overload. I mean, we were, we were well-loved children and mm-hmm. sometimes it was embarrassing. It was, and my mom, she just smothered us in it. Yeah. Um, and I really realized how unique this was when, uh, I was in eighth grade and this was kind of the beginning of a set of people in my life started dying. Mm. Um, not family members, but I, I seemed to start to know a good friend's parent or grandparent and, and someone would always die every year I've had someone. And then those people started to get closer to me mm-hmm. and it was more meaningful. And I realized that a lot of those people who were dying, um, they never got to tell the other person that they loved them. Mm-hmm. And so that was probably the beginning of laying this foundation of here. I have somebody in my life who is giving me an abundance of love. Mm-hmm. And then I'm observing other people who are devastated that they didn't get to have those last moments and hear that they were loved by that person. Mm -hmm. And yet I can look at my life and my relationships um, with my parents, uh, both parents. My, my dad also always told us that he loved us, Mm -hmm. Um, but my mom did in a little different way. Sure. Um, And if, I mean, I don't want this to happen, but if my parents died today, Mm -hmm. there is no doubt in the core of my being that I knew that I was loved. Right. Um, because I heard it so much and I mm-hmm. felt it. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily true for some of the other people I know in my past. Mm-hmm. And my aunt died in 2012 and my mom's sister that she was really close with. And I realized how, an, how she heard the I love you from my sister in spiritual ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not always a verbal way that you hear. I love you. I mm-hmm. totally understand that. But my mom has been a great example for showing me how to receive love mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. They earned it by sh- your family earned it by showing it. Um, and then what about, so family sort of family sort of easy, right? Because there's an, for a while there's an expectation to say, I love you. And then it sort of just becomes habit. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, Oh no, I do like, Oh, this is, this is how I feel. Um, but with friends it's different, right? Yeah. I think it's, it goes back to that showing up piece for Mm -hmm. me. Um, especially in college, you know, I ended up becoming that person that 
when somebody needed to leave a party because uh, they didn't feel safe or uncomfortable, like they would call me in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And so I would show up. Um, and this isn't me trying to like toot my own horn by any means, but, um, but it was also the other way around. I, I started to realize that that person needed me and I needed them. And so mm-hmm. those times when I was feeling really lonely and sad or, um, I made it known that, Hey, I, I do need you to spend time with me. Like mm-hmm. I understand you're in this relationship, but, um, I need this too. And so I think it's that reciprocal piece to it. Um, and I've had people take advantage of that love too, mm-hmm. um, where I have felt used and mm-hmm. have had to accept that I've had to walk away from people that use that um, mm-hmm. and drain that from me. And yeah. that's, that hurts and that's painful. Yeah. Um, and well, I, that's and I think a piece of me still isn't over some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately I never regret any of those relationships. This is also something it sounds like that, there's other people in your life, your family, which is sort of where it sounds like you first learned this, but it sounds like there's, there's other, other people in your life that this is, that that would, that way they may not say this is the truest thing they know, but this is something that they know. Do you think that to be in a really strong relationship with someone, you need, you need them to feel the same way about, about these things, or is it not important or is it just happenstance? I think it's important um, and I don't want to gloss over the family piece. I have three sisters and that relationship is, is one of the deepest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, before any romantic relationship I have with my, my boyfriend, I mean, this is how I knew that I was loved. This is how mm. I knew of God's love for me. I mean, they were the, they're the people who have always been there for me. And, um, I think that in order for that to be so true, they have to feel it too, um, mm-hmm. right? Like they they will say the exact same thing about me because we all feel the same way about each other because mm-hmm. um, it's the hard stuff. Um, it's the showing up for each other. Um, we've, we all had like a heart-to-heart mm-hmm. one year um, because I happened to drive through Philadelphia and, and not see one of my sisters. I just kind of passed through and she like called me up and told me how hurtful that was to her that I didn't even let her know Mm-hmm. that I was in the area and I was like oh geez I didn't think you cared mm-hmm. um and you wouldn't have had time anyway and she was like yeah but I would have liked to know because mm-hmm. what if I did and that was kind of and we all kind of talked about this too around the same time that like that matters to us mm-hmm. that um the other knows that the other's there and so that's really since then has really opened the door for us to talk to each other way more openly uh we can be a very uh, critical family mm-hmm. and have had to say to the other person, Hey, that hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, that's how I know relationship. That's mm-hmm. why I think I'm a good girlfriend because I have this foundation with my sisters of communication and with, um, and with loving them mm-hmm. fully and unapologetically. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. You didn't, but you, you it, it's fine. Um, because it was interesting to me at least. Um, so I think you touched on something that is important in long lasting relationships like family. Um, and that you, you have to love people even when you don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Have there been times when with your sisters or with other people, when you're hanging up the phone and you do not like them (laughs) in that moment, you don't like what you just heard, what you just heard hurt you, but you're not ready to say it yet. Um, or whatever um 
where you where but but that I love you is reflexive. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think um especially being a very extroverted person and I do wear a lot of my emotions on my sleeve too right like I think I can sometimes just be reactive Mm. um and and respond without thinking about it um and this is where seminary has really slowed me down um and probably I because I have an introverted boyfriend he thinks he's extroverted um Mm -hmm. but he's not and um there you go there you go Jay (laughs) there it is (laughs) and so like but he's kind of taught me how to slow down and um And so I've started to realize how I am reflexive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've, I had a conversation with my sister the other day and I started to do the almost like, I love you. Mm. Bye. Mm. And instead I went, Hey, I love you. Mm -hmm. And there's just the way that you can say it. That's a little different where Mm -hmm. it it slowed me down enough that it was meaningful. And maybe she felt that maybe Mm. she didn't, Mm. uh, I don't know. Can't speak for her. But for me, it was different. For Mm. me, it was genuine. Um, I don't know if I've ever said it out of anger or Mm. spite. Sure. Um, But I can't think of a time Mm. in the recent year that I've said it to my sisters and not meant it. Yeah. So we've touched a little bit on this here and there, but it sounds like you've, you know, you, you learned it from, you know, first your mom. And your dad, but but more your mom than your dad, um, or in, in a way that maybe was spoke to you more, or or, or was more clear. Um, are there other places where where you feel like you've you've learned? Because it's 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 also what I'm hearing is it's important to do it every time. Like it's not just important. It's 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 not just important to feel that way. It's important to say because people need to hear it, um, and it's important to do it. Every time, what what is the every time particular? Yeah. The every time I think is because each day I'm a different person. Um, each day we're changing, and something is going on in our lives. And I really, I really don't know if I will be here the next day. Um, and I think part of that foundational experience of seeing so many people die in mm-hmm. my past um, really helped me to kind of say life really is short. Um, and I'm kind of an optimist. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that I'm going to die tomorrow, but if I do, I, I don't want you to not know that I loved you. And I don't want that to be like, I don't want the last thing that you hear from me to not Mm. be that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there is a, there's a piece to it that it is in every, I mean, I'm not like mass texting my family every day and saying, I love you guys. Um, but when I do, but it is every time that I am talking to them that I will say it. Yeah. Um, and I do with my, I mean, I do with certain friends too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that love shows up in different ways. Uh, most recently a friend's dad um, got diagnosed with cancer and is dying and uh, I couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it felt like, I felt like I was being a bad friend. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had to think, well, like how can I show up for her? Um, and be there for her without being physically present because I don't have the money to fly back. Mm. Um, and I ended up, um, getting together a group of friends from our choir from Penn state and, uh, we all made quilt squares 
and then my mom sewed them together and made him a quilt. Mm. Um, and that was just a way that I was trying to wrap him in the love that we all have for him. Mm. Um, and he, uh, apparently he hasn't taken the quilt off. So uh, he has been smothered in love. Mm. But, you know, that's that's a way that I tried to show up for that person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you make a difficult choice. Kay. Do you need to say it more or do they need to hear it more? I need to say it more. Mm-hmm. I also think that this world is a dark place and not enough people are saying it. And part of that comes from my spirituality that I think that God tells us that God loves us every day in so many different ways, but we're not hearing it. And, uh, so if I can be one of those people that says it, um, maybe sometimes they'll hear God a little differently in their lives, speaking through that, speaking through other actions, speaking through other people. Um, but I think it's because I've been a recipient of God's love so strongly that I have to say it. How how much do you need to to hear it? Oh, I need to hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I, um, and I'm not ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I need love. I need people. Um, and, you know, that's been one of the best things about being in a healthy romantic relationship is that I, I know that it's a healthy relationship because it's genuine from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because I need it. It's mm-hmm. because he wants to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I've had it the other way. I've I have loved other people very deeply, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've given my whole heart to mm-hmm. them, and um, and I don't regret it mm-hmm. because I learned a lot about who I am. But I also learned what genuine love is, mm-hmm. um, and that there's a difference in the way that you say I love you. Um, but yeah, no, I I need to hear it. I need mm-hmm. to hear it from people. And do you think? Do you worry at all that if you didn't say it, you'd hear it less? Ooh, hard question. (sighs) No. And that's how I know that those relationships are true. Mm -hmm. How does it feel to realize that? Feels good, actually. (laughs) I don't think I've ever thought of it like that before, but... um, yeah, that's how I know that those are so real. I'm actually getting a little teary-eyed thinking about it. That, um, yeah, that even if I didn't say it, that they would say it. Thank you for listening to The Truest. For more episodes and to comment or now to suggest a guest, you can go to our website at truest.live If you like the show, please subscribe, and if you really like the show, please tell a friend. We're available just about anywhere you get a podcast. The music for the show was composed by Matt Stratinsky. Matt's my cousin-in-law, and he's a amazing artist. He is in bands and a solo artist, so if you live in the Seattle area, look him up. He'd be linked to in the show notes, and he's a great uh, live act to go see. 
This show is sponsored by my brother-in-law, Sean Burkebile. I often confuse people by just calling him my brother and saying he's married to my sister, which is confusing and upsetting. But that's just how much I love him. I love you, Sean. Thanks for supporting this podcast.